0: This podcast is made possible with collaboration and input from the LinkedIn Digital Transformation Group with reference to Google News and Wikipedia.
1: Best Practices for Working from Home Recent economic developments around the world have inspired many businesses to assess or reassess the value of a work-from-home, WFH, employment strategy managed well remote work can bring advantages to team productivity and worker satisfaction people who have enjoyed years of remote work opportunities are helping those new to the idea offering advice based on their own transitions to telecommuting as both employees and managers there are of course challenges associated with working from home in addition to logistical considerations there are practical strategies that a person accustomed to office work can learn from telecommuting veterans self-respect the foundation of any individual's productive capacity is self-respect tips to keep personal you in a healthy relationship with home worker you include set a schedule to stay ahead try to do a bit of work as soon as you get out of bed don't be afraid to spread out your tasks into the evening if that is what helps you achieve your goals but set a specific time for each day after which you consider yourself to be off the clock Create a dedicated workspace. Settle on one or two places where you will separate your work and leisure. Getting away from home can help to minimize the stress of confinement and thereby maximize productivity, so an extra workspace option, e.g., a coffee shop, might be just as valuable as a carefully considered home office. Select the appropriate tools. An employer might be willing to provide appropriate equipment, or they might insist upon a standard tech stack for all team members to use on their own devices. Music players and white noise from televisions playing in the background can also help to make a home office feel less lonesome. Get dressed each day. Climb out of the pajamas and into the same attire that you would wear to the office. Shoes are optional unless you're headed to your secondary remote office. Collaborate more than ever. There are many people facing similar challenges with no opportunity for the seemingly idle office chat that nevertheless contributes to mutual assistance and brainstorming. Don't be afraid to reach out by email, phone or social media to ask the kinds of questions that might be more necessary from a distance. Set boundaries with others at home. You might need to close a door or two to maintain adequate distance between yourself and pets or children. You might also need to negotiate with others working from home for equitable access to resources. Take frequent breaks. When you're on your own, it's easier to become absorbed and burn out before the end of the workday. Set time box alarms if you must. Make time for professional development. A different mode of working requires a different method of working. Technical skills, especially those related to information management and collaboration, are essential for telecommuters. Professional conduct. Equal in importance to maintaining self-respect for the sake of personal productivity is maximizing team productivity through professional respect among coworkers. Often, it is easier to be sympathetic to a colleague's needs when they are nearby and you can read their body language. Working from home introduces virtual associations by way of cell phones and the internet, so consider the following suggestions for being an e-team player. Try to keep online meetings and phone calls for the afternoon or early evening, as some remote workers prefer to ease their way into the day and others are in completely different time zones. Until the day is over, log into only the social media you need for interaction with coworkers. During video conferences, look into the camera instead of searching for on-screen eyes. Listen instead of bantering, because context is more difficult to interpret through a technological medium. Unless it's urgent or you're dealing with a customer, Opt to send an email instead of calling someone directly. Managing remote workers. The information highway is experiencing traffic congestion all day long. Still, keeping teams focused and motivated needn't be any more difficult from a remote location than it is from across the room. Try these tips. Managers can provide any time, access and if an employee desires, daily proactive check-ins to provide reassurance during times of transitional trepidation. Encouragement and assistance are key management tactics while professionals acclimate to working from home. Establish a robust infrastructure for information management and collaboration, or upgrade the one already in place. Automate as many processes as possible. Keep everyone up to speed on memos and similar internal developments, so those outside the office won't feel outside the loop. Plan after-hours online activities for boosting team morale. Be flexible about work hours. Make sure that the equipment each remote worker uses has secure access to the company network. Offer extra opportunities for IT-related training. Above all, communicate and support. WFH as a business operations strategy is here to stay, so success requires updated programs of inclusion
0: and appreciation. A message from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you here how it works. It's free, you can register free online. Just go to Anchor.fm and register. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or desktop computer, that's how easy it is. Anchor will also help to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many more other platforms. You can also generate income from your podcast, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. Now, you can download the Anchor apps from the Apple Store or Google Play Store. Enjoy the podcast, thanks again.
1: Why pivoting people is a strategic priority. To best prepare their organizations and workforces for post-pandemic changes, leaders should think through a set of critical questions. Just like post-pandemic physical workspaces will need revising, so too will the skill sets and capabilities of our employees. Yes, leaders absolutely need to reimagine the workplace, but organizations cannot lose sight of the people returning to those spaces. Focusing solely on redesigning the workplace or offering flexible work arrangements such as remote or hybrid options without considering employees will hamstring organizations by leaving their people in the lurch. If new strategies cause changes to our workplace, then those same strategies certainly warrant a closer inspection of our workforces, both leaders and employees. The pandemic made it necessary for companies to make strategic pivots to adapt to rapidly changing environments. To meet these new demands, they must also pivot the people within their organizations. Pivoting people refers to a form of talent management that focuses on retraining employees so that they can fill those jobs or roles most closely aligned with an organization's strategic direction. Preparing employees now, through reskilling and upskilling, will allow organizations to move forward without forcing their employees to adapt on the fly or, worse, to fail. Focusing on skills and retraining As the economic recovery from the pandemic gains speed the emergence of new jobs created explicitly to support organizations revised strategic directions are inevitable there are several reasons why it is important for companies to prioritize employee retention and retraining rather than simply recruiting new talent for these positions the cost of hiring is often prohibitively expensive In addition, institutional knowledge is hard-won and difficult to transmit in the short-term to new employees via traditional onboarding. And finally, showing loyalty to employees is likely to increase their own level of commitment to your organization. Point one yet, before retraining employees, it is incumbent upon leaders to both understand and clearly define their organization's new direction. What is my organization's new direction? With the sheer amount of commentary on the future of the workplace being published in leading business outlets, it is tempting to jump on the bandwagon and incorporate the myriad recommended changes into your organization. But it's important to remember that no two organizations are the same. This is a mantra that all leaders should repeat over and over in this period of change, change that will be both rapid and expected by both employees and customers. Thus, we recommend that you set aside all the literature telling you where to go next, this article included, until you can answer this question. What is my organization's new direction? When you know the answer, that is the time to gather additional information and to focus on the following question related to leadership. Do we have the right leaders in place to direct us? Good leadership is always important, but it is especially critical during a change in strategy. Pivot-ready leaders will be competent communicators and discerning decision-makers prepared to identify shortcomings in the plan and the people. The workforce needs to change quantity, quality, and location to align with the organization's changing strategic direction. To do so, certain skills and competencies are required. Below are five leadership competencies of utmost importance to those leaders looking to move their organizations forward. 1. Structural analysis organizational structure has long been under the purview of the executive. Junior and even mid-level leaders rarely find themselves with the authority or perspective needed to change the underlying structure of their organization. Now, in this time of fluctuation, when employees may work in new locations or in new positions, all leaders must keep their eyes open and recommend changes to the structure of the organization that might lead to greater efficiencies. 2. Contextualizing Change Change can be scary, and both the major and minor shifts in the organization have the power to elicit fear and frustration from employees who might feel left out of the process. Leaders need to contextualize these changes and focus on the purpose, the why, rather than just the how. Take the time to explain exactly why the organization will return to in-person operations instead of remote, or vice versa. When leaders put the focus on the purposes of changes, followers will pull with the organization instead of being pulled by the organization. Three, building relationships. Maintaining a sense of community among staff members and other stakeholders and developing and maintaining relationships across the organization can keep employees and managers motivated and morale positive. Leaders who build these relationships are more likely to be seen as likable a quality that research shows accounts for much of leaders' favorability ratings from subordinates. The best leaders want the lines of communication between them and their employees to be open, strong relationships built on trust and mutual understanding will do just that. 4. Embracing empathy. Res killing employees was a challenge even before the pandemic. The time and effort required by the employee to acquire a new skill set often at the expense of one they had already achieved mastery over, can be cumbersome and draining. Add to this the fact that there might be conflict if people in some positions are allowed to continue working offsite, while others must return to in-person operations. Good leaders will listen to and try to work with employees. The pandemic turned the world upside down over a year ago, and turning it right-side up may be just as stressful, Taking the time to listen to the reasons and rationale behind employees' concerns about the upcoming changes to the organization and to their positions is how leaders demonstrate empathy and a genuine concern for their people. 5. Personal resilience. Being a leader and a helpful presence by keeping employees connected and optimistic is not only challenging, but also leaves little room for personal balance. Leaders need to take care of themselves as well. Maintain a balanced schedule despite the increase of virtual meetings. Manage your time for collaboration, planning, and production by setting boundaries between your work and personal lives. Actively working toward balance will help ensure that leaders remain ready to help the employees they serve. Do we have the right workforce in place? At this juncture, with an idea of the coming changes and strategic direction for the next normal, companies and leaders must ask if they have the right people with the right skills to make that vision a reality. If an organization needs to turn right, but the talent only knows how to turn left, then it may be time to pivot your workforce. Instead of forcing your organization to make three separate left turns just ahead in the correct direction, pivot your workforce to align your organization more quickly with your new strategic direction. Assess the skills needed in the critical roles of the organization, not only for now but looking ahead for the next three to five years where do i focus my efforts to maintain employee engagement as the organization pivots employees are interested in answering two questions am i going to have a job and am i going to like the job i have any change in strategy that propagates changes to the workplace will make employees wonder whether their revised organization has a place for them If someone is going to have a place, it's incumbent upon leaders to communicate that fact. The second question is whether employees will like their potentially new jobs. Will the pivot in strategy move them away from what they loved about their previous responsibilities? Further, will a change in venue, from work to home, be something they want? Likewise, if their venue does not change, will they be able to accept a return to the workplace? How do I communicate this to my employees? The key to maintaining employee engagement is constant and bidirectional communication. Ask questions. Listen to the answers. Provide information. Listen to people's concerns. This approach was easier when conversations happened naturally, quick chats in the hallways or in the minutes before a meeting started allowed everyone to catch up and build camaraderie. With the potential for large-scale changes, leaders need to get ahead of the rumors, And as Simon Sinek popularized, start with why. Leaders need not have a concrete plan for their pivot before briefing their subordinates. This approach certainly unnerves those leaders who feel it is their responsibility to map out the way forward in its entirety. Yet, if leaders know a pivot is necessary, this may be the time to explain to the entire organization why it is necessary. This approach gives employees the opportunity to join the leadership in moving toward a goal. Additionally, brave leaders will seek feedback from those who will be doing the footwork associated with pivoting. Employees may see something leaders do not, and, if given the opportunity, many will feel empowered to share that information. Additionally, leaders should embrace one-on-one leadership with their direct reports. Use short meetings, either impromptu or scheduled, to maintain your personal connections across your team to avoid feeling disconnected from your employees make time to connect with them in a way that is both meaningful and genuine this is not the time for delivering news about upcoming changes but rather an opportunity to listen and understand employees current challenges fears and aspirations the workplace will be different when the world reopens but one constant is the people within organizations getting the work done whether in person or from home to best prepare your organization consider how to pivot your people now So that when the redesigned doors to your physical office building open again, everyone knows not only what they are doing but also where the organization is going. The enabling power of trust. Future of leadership in the digital economy. What will it take to become a great leader in the digital economy? What will be the differentiating skill sets, what individuals will need to do and mindsets, how they will need to think and behave that will shed light on what it will take to lead next generation organizations effectively? We have set out to address these important questions as the foundation for MIT Sloan Management Review's newest big ideas initiative, the future of leadership in the digital economy. Since it is impossible to know the future with certainty, we started by establishing a hypothesis about what skills and attributes this future leader might possess. We laid that hypothesis out in my first blog post, Leading into the Future, in which we indicated that there will be both contextual elements, meaning fit for purpose for the digital economy, and core enabling elements, meaning traits that are so important that they form the cultural fabric of an organization. Merged together, We believe these core and contextual elements will help define what great leadership will look and feel like in the digital economy. This was a good start, but an insufficient one, because we need to bridge the gap between what we know to be true today and what we believe will be true tomorrow. To help build that bridge, we fielded a global survey to thousands of practicing managers and leaders from around the world to get their views on this matter. We have also been conducting in-depth interviews with CEOs, C-suite team members, heads of digitalization, senior line, and functional leaders, and other thought leaders in all things digital. Leadership characteristics, identifying the usual suspects. Go to any management conference today, and you'll hear a litany of the now familiar buzzwords about the qualities of the leader of the future. To begin testing our hypothesis that would guide this project, We decided to formulate our own top 10 list of future leadership requirements to see how closely our assumptions about future leadership effectiveness in the digital economy will align with the survey responses and with the views of those whom we'll be interviewing. Here's our list, and we'd love to hear how close ours is to yours. 1. Change mastery, mobilize resources to do things differently, faster, better, and more efficiently. 2. Managing smart innovation, launch small, Frequent experiments, fail fast, learn, then reset. 3. Execution excellence, visions are only powerful if executed well for customer value enhancement. 4. Technical-slash-analytical-savvy, understand the power of analytics and design thinking. 5. Nurture relationships, optimize networks, embrace ecosystem partners, and collaborate to win. 6. Empower to engage. Unleash the energy in your team, next-generation talents won't have it any other way. 7. Authenticity, know yourself, be yourself, and bring that person to work every day. 8. Empathy, diverse, inclusive teams will require new perspectives and approaches to leading. 9. Encourage dissent and transparency, make questioning everything a two-way street. 10. Clear-minded communications, make it clear, frequent, honest, and engaging how mindsets enable skill sets i'm guessing that our list comes pretty close to yours yet it's one thing to rattle off a list of desired leadership qualities and quite a different thing to understand the forces that are driving and enabling these characteristics to take hold in people and with nurturing help future leaders grow and flourish this brings us to the other half of our hypothesis the leadership skill sets that will be identified as critically important for the digital economy will have little chance of gaining traction unless they are supported and enabled by a leadership mindset that will help these new behaviors become the company's normative behaviors this means that people will be less likely to innovate if innovation is not valued and modeled by the company's leaders we have identified four of these enabling leadership mindsets that we believe are critically important for effective leadership in the digital economy In addition to taking on a demanding set of new skills, leaders in the digital economy will set the tone in their organizations by showing up every day and demonstrating these enabling mindsets, results-focused, resiliency-wired, purpose-driven, and trust-based. Moreover, they'll need to be passionate about cultivating these mindsets in their teams. Why these four? Results, because customer loyalty is fast becoming a quaint concept from the olden days whereas achieving superior results never goes out of style. Resiliency, because despite how brilliant you think your business model might be, you can bet there are teams of people dedicated right now to make it obsolete. Purpose, because the best and brightest next-gens are inspired not only by interesting work, but also by feeling that their work is contributing to making the world a better place. Trust, because we feel safer taking risks, innovating, and speaking our minds when doing so in trust based environments. At first glance, both the skill sets and mindsets mentioned above could be perceived as important for just about any company, regardless of the level of digitalization of its business model. So, let's take a closer look at just one of these enabling mindsets trust, to see why this is so critical to leading effectively in the digital economy. We will visit the skill sets and the other three enabling mindsets with this same intent in future blog posts, so stay tuned. Trust. The coin of the realm. Even though Tencent was born digital, that doesn't mean we aren't facing continuous disruption and transformation challenges, states Arthur Young, a senior advisor who sits in the executive committee meeting of the Chinese internet and social media giant. If you think of it, in a very short time technology has evolved from typing to touching to voice to thinking. We grew up thinking that the internet was mostly for consumers, he notes. Tencent is one of the world's largest online gaming companies, and its messaging apps, WeChat and QQ, dominate the Chinese user community. Young continues, but now we see the new opportunity in empowering operational efficiency and customer intimacy for businesses. We need to think about the ABCs, artificial intelligence, big data and cloud. But moving from AB2C to AB2B business model holds a number of risks and challenges, not the least of which is betting that the company's talent pool will be able to make the change to a rapid innovation and experimentation mindset. In the past, companies usually hired leaders who were good at creating standardized processes, formulating five-year strategic plans, and establishing a series of controls for people to follow those plans in order to win in business, says Young. But now, in the digital economy, we realize we need to hire leaders who can create an innovation-minded culture that fosters creative thinking, agility, and speed. We can't do any of those things without building a solid foundation of trust and empowerment. Young's points ring true. Will Tencent's talent own up to the fact that their skills might be lacking as the company moves increasingly into the B2B world? Will those leaders who have built their careers and reputations at the company trust that they won't be cast aside if they acknowledge they need digital upskilling? Young makes one additional point, at Tencent, we want people to feel and think like owners, not to work as employees under command and control. If people start to lose the passion and initiative to create new opportunities, then they won't be a good fit with our future, but if they are willing to experiment and grow, we will invest in them. Trust is a two-way street. Another executive with whom we spoke was Harry Alf Winsler. As chief strategy officer of Baker McKenzie's German and Austrian offices and the head of the company's new innovation hub, Wensler co-led one of the firm's newest initiatives, Reinvent Law. Unlike Tencent, which is a company that was born digital, most law firms come with a long heritage and standardized ways of doing business, as one might expect. And with those standardized ways of doing business, standardized ways of working, and a culture that hasn't been kind to those that have tried to innovate have emerged. The law firm has seen that AI and machine learning are poised to radically transform its industry, and to its credit, Baker McKenzie's leaders have been pursuing the profile of the lawyer of the future for some time now, given the transformative changes in the industry on the horizon. But while Tencent's transformation was more business model-centered, Baker McKenzie's transformation challenges are more cultural in nature. Wenzler reflects on the qualities of the leader of the future for Baker McKenzie. Given the digitalization of the industry, there is great wisdom in listening to and observing how millennials think and behave and what they value. They want their voices heard. They want to work in a transparent environment. In fact, they appreciate radical transparency. But we have to understand that to have radical transparency, You must build a culture of radical trust. Trust is the new coin of the realm. Will a young associate speak up if she feels there is a better, more innovative way to serve our clients, but also wonders if her bosses might resent her for questioning the status quo? Our accountability used to be to billable hours. For us to break away from our old ways of thinking and working, we need new accountability, and that is to trust one another even more. These two company examples illustrate the importance of embedding core leadership mindsets, such as being results focused, resiliency wired, purpose driven, and trust based, to facilitating the development of new skill sets, such as speed, experimentation, design thinking, and empathy, needed to lead effectively in the digital economy. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends and colleagues. Please also support us by clicking the support button at our page anchor.fm forward slash MAIFERS MAIFORS. That's all for today. Hope you enjoy the podcast. We will see you again in the next episode. Have a great day. Take care and stay safe. What you doing, man? you doing, man? you doing, man?